Meow. Welcome to the Cattoons podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Crowley. In this podcast, I'm going to talk about the stories behind my songs, the production tools that I've used, the production methods that I've employed, the instruments that I've played, the instruments that I've discovered, the arrangement methods that I've used, the real-life stories which precipitated the creation of my entire albums or of my separate tracks. So let's jump right into it, shall we? And uh, welcome you listening to the Catchins Podcast. This is episode 98, and uh, today we're going to be talking about a rather peculiar piece from the When Painkillers Fail album called Nude Prelude. In fact, there are two preludes on this album. One opens the album and is called Echo Prelude, and this one is called Nude Prelude. There is kind of an odd humor to this uh, title. Um, it is nude in a sense, and I'll explain a little later why. Uh, but, of course, the primary purpose of this piece is to uh, dissect the album into two halves, because um, there's been quite a lot of turmoil, quite a lot of tension building up, uh, musically speaking, over the course of the past few tracks, and uh, now it is time to create this little safe haven, or you could say a harbor of sorts, a musical harbor, where the listener could rest their ears, kind of dry up a little bit, and prepare for part two of this pretty violent album. So Nude Prelude serves exactly this purpose. At the same time, that doesn't mean that it becomes any less spookier than um, the entire body of the album. It is still happening within the context of when painkillers fail, so it still has this odd, weird textures and a pretty dark intro. Uh, this weir weird textural intro, um, which is mostly uh, comprised of um, reversed vocals from other tracks and um, strange humming noises and delays, and it kind of sounds like it's it's going to some to some good place. In the beginning, but at the same time, it's um, it's still pretty dark. It's still, it's still pretty dark and ominous. Uh, however, it does provide a little bit of that uh, relief that allegedly the listener would seek after the previous track, which was virtual real. So, Nude Prelude, in fact, is that exact uh, piece. As far as I remember, it was written. Um, in 2007, and the melody that is featured in this track was written because for my graduation um, exam at the Music Academy I needed to write, I don't remember, was it the music theory class or was it um, some other class, I don't remember which one exactly, I needed to write a melody that would use uh, a standard. And that standard is one six. Uh, two, five. 
basically. That's a common jazz standard. So I needed to write something, and I wrote this melody, and then I thought, you know what, it would be really... Uh, it would really suck if this melody goes to waste. How about I actually incorporate it into something? And since at the time I was working it uh, on When Pinkers Fail, I thought, well, here is the melody. But then again, I didn't want to completely put it just into uh, a bright piano, bright grand piano or something like that. I wanted to, I wanted it to match to the vibe of the album. So I had to kind of dim the lights on it. And um, I ran it through a radio filter, something to that effect, to make it feel as if it sounds somewhere on the radio or out of someone's player, out of someone's headphones, something like that. And like it's happening in the distance and there is this ruin and um, darkness that surrounds it. And um, why is it actually called Nude Prelude? That is because this melody to me looked like it's this a nude, mm, beautiful little thing that shines in the darkness. And it's kind of nude because it feels like it's totally defenseless and uh, vulnerable. In light of all the tracks that were happening before this track and all the songs that are going to happen after. So that's why it is Nude Prelude. It's almost like being naked in the dark. That's the feel. Uh, and it's not a welcoming darkness, it's a dangerous darkness, and there is, there is really no... Um, there is only a flare of anything romantic associated with it, but for the most part it's being alone in the dark and just not knowing what's coming. Is it something dangerous? Is it something that's gonna kill you? Is it something... is it something lethal that the cold draft carries with it or no or is it something that will make you blossom that's the sentiment that I wanted to convey through um, through the overall musical uh, texture of this track and uh, I think with that being said let's move on to the next section and I will try to give some basic analysis of this track So, uh, because this is a shorter track, I think I will start out with just stating the key. We're in A major, and I will just play the entire track at once, and then I will, I will try to give some analysis. So let's listen.
So here we go. Uh, I think we can kind of break down the entire uh, Nude Prelude into four sections. The first section is the weird textural intro, which is comprised of sound effects and reversed vocals and a steady pitch bend of the entire... Um, it's a reversed piano as far as I remember. The tail of a reversed piano is being pulled up, 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 up. Um, I don't, I can't exactly tell you how far up, but it lands in A major. And it kind of lands there. Um, and then from there, there is the second part, which is, uh, I would say, then after that, there are three parts, three consecutive parts, which are actually musical. So part one and part three are the same. The difference is only in instrumentation. And in that, in the first part, it's uh, played in a guitar, the melody. And in the last part, everything is played by a piano. And the second part, um, sits right in between them. And it's kind of musical, it's slightly different. So you have the first part of the prelude. That's the weird textual intro, and then you have part one, two, three of the actual musical uh, core of this piece. So uh, there is not much to say about the weird textual intro with all those effects, because as I've explained in the previous um, section, this is about setting the stage, this is about setting the mood for uh, the frame for the actual music to happen. And then after that we are uh, going into the um, first part of the three-part music uh, core. So, and as I said in the previous section, uh, this is a standard. So it has one, six, two, Five. One, six, two, five. And this five has a suspended fourth going into a uh, major chord that really doesn't matter. And it repeats four times. And the melody goes like this. see the melody is all over the place and it starts kind of in a tight spot starts with the sixth and it's a very major melody actually a very sunlit melody I would say then it widens up a little bit so all of a sudden this first chord becomes a 7 and a 9 
B and because of this note it becomes a uh, an F sharp minor minus 7 going into a B minor minus 7 very wide leaps here again first plus seven so it's an A major plus seven to F sharp minor notes in between and then after that we're going into the second part which is slightly different from the first one it just alters things just a little bit So here there's a little bit of a difference. We're starting with a D major, uh, so we're kind of starting with the fourth. D major plus seven. Fifth, uh, E major minus seven. B minor, minus seven. Then B flat major, plus seven. So we're treating this fourth as if it's its own key, at least temporarily. Again, D major plus seven. E major minus seven. B minor minus seven. Wide leap upwards. C-sharp major minus 7, as if we're going into F-sharp minor, but we're not. We're returning quietly back to A major, and this time the first part uh, is being repeated again by the piano. And the whole piece ends with an A major plus 7 plus 9, basically, that's the chord.
it's all over the place. So that's your basic analysis. It's a very, very simple uh, little piece um, with a large intro, which seems like makes you really wait for the music. And then once the music kicks in, you have it's kind of split into a simple three-part uh, structure, and that's all it is. So with that being said, let's move on to the next section, shall we? And as you have just heard, uh, just as I said, a new prelude is a very simple piece. It's barely over two minutes. I think it's like two minutes, 46 seconds or something to that effect. It's not even three minutes. It's very short. It gives you just enough time to kind of keep your toes um, in the vibes, in its vibes, and then you're off to the second part of the album, which is still going to be brutal, mind you. My Bianco's Fail is not a... Um, this is not a nice album, really not a nice album. So even when there is a nice little piano theme that appears somewhere in the midst of it, at its very heart, it has a rather ominous feel to it. It is there for a reason, however. As I said, it splits the album in half, so it's like a little, little shining beam of light that penetrates the darkness and kind of leaves you some hope for the future. So you see that it's not completely dark. Um, and of course it serves from a compositional standpoint. It serves as... serves for contrast. Because you can't be doing just dark things all the time without giving any light at all. Darkness stops feeling like darkness. Um, and whatever dramatic tension is being built up loses its edge. So... Um, for that reason, for the purpose of contrast, dramatic contrast, and uh, for the sake of breaking down the darkness, splitting it in half, that's why I put Nude Prelude right there. And of course, if you haven't heard this piece, uh, and you didn't hear the entire album, of course, I want to invite you to check out Catherine Corelli um, on any major streaming platform, be that Spotify or Apple Music or iTunes, or YouTube music, whichever you prefer. Just look up Catherine Crowley, look up When Pinkitters Fail, look up this album, and um, since you're at it, you can as well check out my other albums because they range uh, in uh, they range from genre to genre. Some of them are heavier, some of them are much lighter, some of them are instrumental, some of them have vocals in them and all sorts of vocals. So check out my music and pick something for yourself, save it or share it with your friends. Um, and uh, this is where I'm going to be wrapping up this episode. It turned out to be a pretty short one. Um, starting next episode, I'm going to be moving into the second part of the album. I hope that it's going to be a fun ride. Rather, there are going to be many interesting songs. Um, and uh, before I go, of course, I want to invite you to check out my other business, which is southerncaracal.com southern from the word south and caracal c-a-r-a-c-a-l dot com I just set up last night I've set up a bunch of 
uh, wonderful bundles, skin health and aromatherapy bundles, such as a uh, cherry almond uh, holiday uh, bundle, for example, uh, which consists of a sugar scrub, a, um, a lotion, an oatmeal honey bar, a shampoo bar, and a lip balm. Check it out for yourself and check out our other products. We have just um, some new arrivals like a CBD uh, infused massage oil with a wonderful scent and uh, CBD lotions and uh, CBD oatmeal and honey bars, soap bars. So check out our website, pick something for yourself and believe me, your skin and the skin of your friends and family will thank you later. And uh, this is where I'm going to be wrapping up this episode. Thank you very much for being with me. Um, have a wonderful time of the day, uh, and you will hear me on the next episode.